1: Thanks for listening to the Doug Gottlieb Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday, 3 to 5 Eastern, 12 to 2 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Doug Gottlieb Show at FoxSportsRadio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. Boom! What up, America? Doug Gottlieb Show. Fox Sports Radio. Hope you're having a great day. The Doug Gottlieb Show broadcasts live every day. From the tire rack.com studios. TireRack.com will help you get there. Unmatched selection, fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection. And just, you can't beat all the stuff they got. Um, you got free roadhouse road protection, over 10,000 recommended installers. com, the way tire buying should be. Um, I I think we've reached the point where... I don't want to say check, please. Well, you start to understand um, all of the factors that play with Colorado football. And and I'm sure that many of you are sitting there going, hold on, DG. We had two Monday Night Football games last night. Um, why can't you react to those? Like They were not great games. And the Eagles were far better than Tampa. Jalen Hurts wasn't feeling good, didn't play well, didn't matter. Team's just way better. And... Uh, you know, Joe Burrow on one leg, they found a way to get it done. My biggest takeaway is I, I, I struggle with anybody who doesn't love those Bengals uniforms. You know, you know, there's there's people you're like, hey, we're not going to be friends. Like, if you on Thanksgiving don't turn on the TV to have football on at at least ambient sound, we're never going to be friends. Even in a sports kind of landscape, if you don't like those, how can you not like those Bengals uniforms? But, like, that's kind of all I got from that game. You know, Matt Stafford throws a bad pick. Um, you know, there's, Jalen Hurts doesn't look the same as last year. Yeah, we could, We could pick and choose some things. But Tuesday's usually held back for college football. And some interesting stuff happened yesterday. First, there was a video that all of these schools have their own, we'll call them digital teams. We have our own digital team at at Fox Sports Radio. All of these schools have their own digital team. And the bigger the school, the better the video production. And there's a video that Colorado put out. It's like a five-minute video. And it encapsulates the game. And it's really well done. And it's really telling. And I can't tell you unequivocally if Colorado's players, you know, uh, if they, if they, excuse me, if Oregon's players didn't talk any trash, but it was clearly outlined by Dan Lanning the night before the game that we're not going to say anything. We're going to say it with our helmets and our pads. And there's what looks like a strength coach saying, don't give it any energy. And there's video of Shiloh Sanders, who's, of course, Deion's son. He's a talented cornerback. He actually had seven tackles uh, on the day. Talking all kinds of junk. All kinds of junk. Should be noted, there was a story out yesterday that Shiloh Sanders checked himself into the hospital upon arrival back into Boulder because he had some internal bleeding in his urine. I guess he got hit in the kidney. But when you look at, when you watch it, you sit there and go, and, and Dan Lanning had a great answer to a question yesterday about Skip Bayless and this Keyshawn Johnson story that other coaches had had um, had reached out to Oregon to give them help and that uh, Dan Lanning was, tr- you know, trying to make a point with, you know, trying to r- run it up on Colorado and Underlying tones, by the way, of racism. And then when you see the video, it's pretty telling. Like, again, I've said a lot like Dan Lanning. I think what Dion, in terms of the energy he's bringing, that was the number one rated college football game. It got over 10 million viewers. And it was not competitive at all. But people are into this Dion thing. And I'd say you're getting to the point where there is a portion of people that are like, you know, I, kind of, I said last week, kind of ready for them to lose, kind of ready for them to get a little comeuppance. And they did. Because th- there's nothing wrong with confidence. There's nothing wrong with a little bit of swagger. And, and it's a lot like, you know, the old uh, Supreme Court definition of pornography. I know it. You'll know it when you see it. You know arrogance and taunting when you saw it. I saw it with the flashing of the watches. We can say, well, you know, DJ Khaled's doing it. Again, that's your guide. And I understand this is how Dion played. This is how he lives his life. He's been incredibly successful. But then you get this. This is Dion Sanders who said um, uh, he was asked during a Zoom conference call yesterday why he thinks people keep making it personal and about him. His response is, you know why that is. Just say it. Don't try to get me and provoke me to say it. Just say it, man. I mean, some of y'all got to have some balls sooner or later and or, or say what it is. You can't provoke me to say it. I'm not built like that. And I think what Dion believes is what he said earlier in his this is like two weeks ago in his press conference about his detractors. i don't take
3: my time to respond and to defend myself why would i do that I'm, I'm giving you a microphone if i'm doing it i'm giving you solace that you're in my life i don't care i really don't so it's, if it's been that way all my life you would think that i'm used to it I'm, I'm not new to this i'm true to this and i keep going so i'm good with that man I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. This is a comfortable place for me. So what do you teach your guys in the locker room who are who were It's about us. It's not about them. It's about us. Um, everywhere we go, even in your darn families, you're going to have detractors. You're going to have naysayers. You're going to have doubters. Even in your darn family, and you guys all shaking my head and shaking your heads like, yeah, yeah, my aunt, she ain't no good. <laughs> yeah, I know. My sister ain't yeah, She's ignorant. Uh, you, you know I'm telling the truth. That's because it's going to be like that. God would always allow somebody to be in your path that, that have a disdain or dislike for you. It's up to you to keep going. I don't stop. I keep going. I don't have stop in me. Not whatsoever, man.
1: So, I mean, I I guess the inference... Why does... There's only one possible answer, I guess. I don't know what he's inferring. The inference has to be that uh, do people... First of all, I don't know of anybody who dislikes Deion Sanders. I think what you get, what you get frustrated by, is that Dion, who's always been flashy, always been confident, and sometimes been arrogant, you know, that he's sending young men out to battle to play football with that same level of confidence, borderline arrogance, sometimes crossing over to arrogance. With one, not the substance, and two, they step over the line. Like, look, Shiloh Sanders is talking about, I'm going to kick all your asses and your coaches too. Like, what? That is not about us and our locker room and making it about us. That's straight up trash talk. Dude got put in the hospital. They got run out of the building. I, I don't even know how to have a conversation with anyone who thinks it's about anything other than like, Look, dude, you run your mouth like that, and then you get beat. The only thing you can do is walk off the field, shake hands, and say, we got our butts cooked. We're not that good, which is what Dion did. But it's what his players are doing that's irritating people. And it's what I think a product of fans have done. And you get defensive, and Dion is – not defensive, although I do think you know. You go back a couple weeks ago, and he said it was about you know people uh, people were uncomfortable with a confident black man. Like no, I I don't not in sports, not in college football. All these all these coaches are confident, arrogant, sort of crazy. Okay, right? but what we're not used to is players that haven't accomplished much of anything except for winning a couple games, walking around, picking out opponents, talking about them, and then when they get beat, when they, well, you know, we're not any good anyway. I mean, I just, if, if I'm Colorado, I'm mortified by that video. Mortified. And the snippets we saw of Dan Lanning talking about the Cinderella story is over. We're about wins, not about clicks, right? You watch for more of the substance that we're talking about. And I also think that part of what Dan said in, in, in a more elongated speech, we didn't see the whole thing, whole thing was, this is the new organ. I even think he says, like, look, there was a time in which organ got a little too flashy, got a little too much about the schmaltz, a little bit too much about the bling, a little bit too much about, you know, uniforms instead of, hey, being about substance. They were better prepared. They were more focused. They were more physical. They out-executed him. They completely wiped the field to Colorado. And Dion's and response after the game, for the most part, was perfect. Right? And he's, he's right. And he says, well, why are they people? when people ask, why are you personalizing it? It's because his answers become personalized. He was the one after the game who said, hey, if you're going to get me, get me now because it's the worst I'll ever be. Like, th- there's all a bunch of eyes in that answer, so all of the questions are going to be, or criticism is going to be I-related. If you make the program about one person, the head coach, well, then that's what all of the energy is going to be directed towards. Then don't go, well, you're just making it about me because, no, you're making it about you. It's literally called Coach Prime You. All of their gear is about Prime. It's not about the players. It's really not. Even the Travis Hunter thing that happened yesterday, where in front of the team, he reads a text from Travis Hunter, says, Coach, I don't care about health. I want to play. And Deion Sanders, and I do think, again, this is, you cut him open, his heart is is huge. He's like, no, man, I can't let you play. You got a lot of, you got great things to accomplish. It ain't about one football game. Okay? But it's the, I did this. I said, you can't play. I'm the one who knows it's about more than football. You can't go, I, 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 I make the program about one person and then say, why is the criticism? Why is everything the energy directed towards me? You made it about you. That's what the reflection is. Jay Stu, am I missing anything there?
4: No, no, no. I, I really like your point, and I, I kind of wanted to, to um, piggyback on that. John, could we play at least the very uh, beginning of the sound you just played, Prime?
3: I don't take my time to respond and to defend myself. Why would I do that? I'm, I'm giving you a microphone if I'm doing it. I'm giving you solace that you're in my life. I don't care. I really don't. So it's, if it's been that way all my life, you would think that I'm used to it. I'm, I'm not new to this. I'm true to this, and I keep going. So I'm good with that, man. No. That I, this is a comfortable place for me. So what do you teach your guys in the locker room who are, who are new not- it's not about them it's about us
4: doug the question was about what are you teaching your players in other words to your point those players before the game that were caught on video doing that stuff i thought was just completely disgraceful i really did and if, if you could if you could say that they were playing mind games that's one thing i just thought they were being disrespectful they're not being coached, and what you know, what, what's the old adage? I don't know if you're not if you're not coaching it, you're allowing it or whatever. And I, th- I <laughs> think the the reporter tried to ask that question, and the Dion just went on to something about about himself. That's the contradiction, I think, Doug. As I'm listening to you talk about this, it's he, everyone keeps playing the "woe is me" card. Why is everyone picking on Colorado? Well, you're allowing your players to act this way, and frankly. I think, Doug, he's putting his players in harm's way. You talk about the Travis Hunter, I think he has like a lacerated liver. You talk about his son having like kidney problems. Um, his other his,
1: probably a lacerated kidney
4: his other son was driven into the turf last week so bad that the, the kid was kicked out of the game like he's almost putting his players in harm's way by not coaching that kind of disrespectful talk that we saw to oregon they're gonna start playing some really good teams here doug <laughs> and these teams aren't just out to beat them they seem to be out to make them look bad too
1: yeah, and and Colorado State, it's not okay that you hit a guy after the whistle. It's not okay. okay. But what what I think you're getting at is, like, no matter how well coached or how well, like, Colorado State kind of lost their minds a little bit. They should have won that game. There was a holding call even in the first half on their center. They would have been up 28-14. They, they kind of lost their minds a little bit. But but part of it is, like, you're, you're turbocharging – guys that it's, it's, like, uh, it's like if you put nitrous inside of a Chevy Nova, right? Like we think it's just going to make everything faster and everything better, but sometimes those engines explode because they're not meant to be play at that level. They're not meant to, to drive at that speed. And Everybody has in your odometer something that goes up to like 100 or something, but that doesn't mean you drive that fast in that car. They start shaking and they become incredibly difficult to control. And that's what's happening here. Is that every game is becoming everyone's biggest game. And it's it, it, like, football is a very violent sport. I don't need to tell people, but if you haven't realized it, you make a you make a really good point. And you're sending guys out there and they're talking trash and they're becoming faces of Colorado football, but they're also becoming faces of trash talk. And when what Every football coach I ever played for would tell me, okay, is the same thing. Essentially, that these guys are like play through the whistle to the end of the whistle. But if they want to talk, you do all your talking with how hard you hit them. And look at the results the past two weeks. Again, that doesn't mean that you need to be super fake, humble. That doesn't mean that you need to not mumble and say yes or, and somehow appease the masses. There's a big gap there. There's a gap there between that and the week before. Travis, I mean, like, there could not be a more direct correlation. Tra- there's video of Travis Hunter saying, you're weak, you're soft, you're not, you're not tough, you're not big, I'm, you know, nobody's scared of you. And then he gets hit and put in the hospital. And then the very next week, Shiloh Sanders saying he's going to kick everybody's asses. You guys are really small. Why are they so small? Laughing at them as they're warming up, dusting their feet off on the O. And then guess who ends up also going to the hospital? Like, there's a. This is pretty simple stuff. So again, are we going to watch this weekend? Of course. Is there going to be energy towards USC running it up on them? Of course. Are there going to be some really hard hits? Yes. Does that mean that Colorado has to walk in like they fear, like they fear USC? No, absolutely not. You are you, you have to have a belief in self. You have to have a belief in your teammates. And you have to think, hey, we're better than you. I don't care what your name is. I love that Shadur Sanders started the year. I, I'm not scared of names. Don't be. But you also, and this is a big thing, you have to respect your opponents. And those last two teams specifically felt disrespected, and when people feel disrespect, they can—it can happen in all kinds of ways. I mean, look what happened to Spider in, um, in Goodfellas, right? right? I thought you said—I thought you said—are you okay, Spider? I thought you said—are you—you are okay, right? All it takes is one dude who's crazy Looney Tunes to hit you after after the whistle or hit you really, really hard in just the right spot, and we see what happens. Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show
5: weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: The Big Take from Bloomberg News brings you what's shaping the world's economies with the smartest and best informed business reporters around the world.
1: It's Doug Gottlieb's show here on Fox Sports Radio. Let's welcome in John Middlecoff. Um, he was a GA in college and then a scout in the National Football League, and now he is a world-renowned podcaster covering— he's got a golf podcast, but mostly focusing on the National Football League. It's called Three and Out. Um, and uh, he joins us. obviously a big week for both because you've got Ryder, Club, Ryder Cup as well. But I, I want, before we get to the NFL, I want to ask you about Oregon, Colorado. And— um, just the smashing last week, but some people's reaction to Dan Landing and how he prepared his team—I don't know if you've seen the the five-minute like video thing by by the Oregon's like digital team—but his whole, uh, you know, you would say with your pads and your helmet. I mean, I, like, look, I think there's there's a reason Travis Hunter and now Shiloh Sanders both go to the hospital. They get hit. I I think they're creating an energy that maybe they're not ready for.
5: Yeah, I mean, I've seen it all. I thought the reaction, which you know, a large percentage of it is former NFL players to Dan Lanning that aren't Oregon, you know, Oregon Ducks, was embarrassing. I mean, it's a joke. He can say whatever he wants. One, the the clip that Oregon put out, and listen, I, I'm all for like it's college. This is not the pros. There's a reason most pro coaches talk somewhat the same because there's no recruiting involved. It's just an X's nose matchup every Sunday, right? In college, recruiting is a huge part of your job. Deion's a natural marketer. He can do whatever he wants, but he always can back it up, right, as a player. The clip of those players talking to the Oregon Ducks, who, let's face it, besides Travis Hunter, who has a split liver or whatever, and probably Shador and a couple other guys, Oregon wouldn't recruit any of those guys, right? So those guys acting like they're Dion Sanders. To Oregon, I actually thought it was pretty impressive by Dan Lanning to have his voice. Because I would say historically, you're a little older than me. Like back in the heyday of some of the big-time matchups, both teams would yap, especially when there was a lot of like, uh, you know, burning just hype behind a game. Oregon didn't – they acted superior, and then they played superior. So to me, the look is the players from Colorado like started to believe they're Dion, and clearly they're not.
1: Yeah, Shiloh, his son. You're not your dad, dude. You're not, you're not your dad. That's that. I mean, again, Dion talked to talk and walked the walk. Shiloh did not. But, but, and,
5: and, and when you say most of the cocky teams, at least in my lifetime, some of the urban squads, I'd say Alabama's cocky, but Nick doesn't really allow them to talk. You know, obviously the my, the U forever
1: Ohio State's has had some teams. Can we back it up? Yeah, Florida State, yeah. Yeah. Now, but 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 remember the U end up at at the end of the first run of the U and maybe even the second run of the U and it wasn't just that they were cheating. It was that all of that stuff went way overboard, right? It all it gets to a limit and then goes overboard. Remember they they were I don't know, if they were in the Cotton Bowl or something. They were all wearing military fatigues like it just reached the point where you're like, "Oh, like no matter how much you liked them, it went overboard." It felt like without a lo- with 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 three games success surprising a lot of people, it started to go overboard before Saturday.
5: I, I don't like. I, I some people do get triggered by anything Dion says because I do believe, and you and I have talked about, like he's an old school football guy. Yes, like they tackle in practice. A lot of things he teaches the guys. Remember his introductory no hat. Like he, he's his his social media presence and the way he is. I think one on one with guys and probably a practice is a lot different. But him saying after the game you better get us now, we're coming, you know, a little, you know, uh, Dan Hurley. Well, Dan Hurley knew like he had a squad. You are a long way away. Now, you can think like he's not playing Oregon anymore, right? They're going their separate ways. And same thing with USC. And and Texas and Oklahoma aren't going to be there. But you are a long, long way away. I don't care how good you can recruit from clearly the top, what would you say, 10, 15 programs. I mean, the TCU game was an impressive win. But it turns out, like, TCU is not what they were, and the Oregon team, obviously USC. I mean, I watched, because this game was such a blowout, I ended up watching a lot of the Utah-UCLA game. Utah's defense is elite. I mean, (laughs) Colorado's going to be in for a long day. I mean, they have NFL guys, and they always do. So it's just going to be very, very difficult. Like, the teams. It's pretty obvious the Pac-12 is, I would say, the top, the deepest at the top in the country, and a lot of those teams have NFL guys on defense everywhere. Where historically it's kind of been offensive conference, especially the last whatever decade and a half. It's it's pretty defensive. I mean, Washington play D, USC can't, but their offense solely And Utah is just basically like an, you know an SEC defense right now.
1: Uh, John Minokoff is our guest here on the Doug Gottlieb Show on Fox Sports Radio. If you were advising Burrow, would you have advised him to play last night?
5: Well, I, I think the hard part about the NFL, you know, and it's obviously a hot topic in basketball, right? But you have so many games, like whatever, I missed 15, 20 games. It doesn't matter. In football, what was Ray Lewis's famous, you know, comment, like they pay me Monday through Saturday, Sundays are for free. The whole point of football, the, the, it, what makes it all fun is playing the game. Because most of it, the rehab, the the meetings, you actually don't practice that much relative to how much time you spend getting ready for opponents. But that's it's kind of it can be redundant, not as fun. It's all about the games, and I have a lot of respect. You know, the game I grew up on was just very old school guys. Now there is a line, right, where you want to be able to walk, but a calf injury, as long as like he's not, you know, sometimes. Right, Derek Rose, who was constantly like hurting other body parts because he was overcompensating. As long as it's not something like that, and he's not more likely to like tear an ACL in the other leg or tear an Achilles, then like that's just, that's kind of football, isn't it? Uh, now, there is a balance when you factor in how much guys make and how much you just invested in them. Is it risky? But also, what's he going to need to get fully right? A month off? So I, I think it's kind of a tough spot, but I, I respect the hell out of him for playing. Um.
1: What's, what do you think of how Jalen Hurts is playing?
5: Uh, definitely doesn't look like his MVP level self last year. I would say clearly, you know, last night he's sick or whatever and it's raining. His running, which really was awesome his early in his career, doesn't, you know, he's not really doing it. And passing, is just not even arguable. It's, it's just off. It, he hit he some big plays last night, but what he was last year we haven't seen yet. Now, they're a little lucky that this team is so stacked that he actually – they don't need the MVP Jalen Hurts probably to compete to win the Super Bowl. If he just can play a little bit better than he's playing, they're clearly going to beat him right there with the 49ers. So, you know, if he doesn't have to play like he did in Kansas City, because I think their defense, man, they're so good at the line of scrimmage. And now DeAndre Swift running like this, it's clearly not 2022 version – at the end of September, but I I wonder if their team might be slightly more talented, especially with this infusion of youth. I mean, Kalen Carter, they lose Javon Hargrave, who's been awesome for the 49ers, and they replace him with, like, a bigger, faster, younger guy. So now, part of when you draft, risk, quote-unquote, risky guys, teams that pass on a guy like him, right, they they know when he plays, if he's got his mind right and healthy, he's going to look sweet. They basically pass because they don't think – it's too much of a risk for the long haul. So, yep. can he go the whole season without something happen? Can he go several years without something happen? Time will tell. But through three games, he looks like a pretty elite player,
1: doesn't he? He, do, he does. He does. Um, okay. I, I know it's easy to make it about Miami because the play calling, the explosiveness, Tua, everything is unbelievable. But I, I don't. You don't give up 300 yards rushing unless dudes quit. What is going on in Denver? Yeah, I mean, it, I think
5: obviously now in this modern day, probably the word "quit" and "taps out" gets thrown around a little too much. But one hundred percent, I would, I would rather lose like fifty to three, like that seventy, like that is. Listen, I, I was obviously not born in nineteen sixty-six when that record was set, but I don't think that record has anything in common with what just had, seventy in two thousand twenty-three. Is dramatically worse than anything that happened on that field in the mid 60s. It, it just is. Especially when you factor in that you have a high priced coach, and last year your defense with a lot of guys returning was pretty solid. It's one thing to get beat. You know, you can play well and get beat, like the Panthers. I think they tried against Seattle. Seattle's is better. They lose by 10 points and they give up 37 or whatever. 70 points? And clearly, Mike, they were just running the ball, they weren't even trying. But I, I think it's a huge reflection of, one, Sean Payton wanted Vic Fangio to be his defensive coordinator. He had talked openly about it. But the problem is when he went to Denver, Vic had just recently been fired, and he wasn't going to go back there. So he ended up going with another guy. Denver had fired years ago, Vance Joseph. And Vance Joseph is just not very good at his job, especially compared to, to a Vic Fangio. A look at the two coordinators in that game. Yes. I know Miami, we're judging them on offense. But think of this offseason. McDaniel needed a new defensive coordinator. Who did he go out and get? One of the best in the league. What Sean Payton do? He, and they're both offensive coordinators. So it's not only you're spending an inordinate amount of extra time with the offense. You are very dependent on the defense. And we've seen it with Sean Payton. When he had good defensive coordinators in his time with the New Orleans Saints, they were good. When he didn't, remember, they were scoring points when they were going 7-9. and nine. I remember that little stretch there in the mid-2010s. Well, it wasn't like their offense sucked. Couldn't stop a soul. So Sean Payton has a serious defensive problem on top of just, listen, Russell was not the reason they lost on Sunday. But from a macro perspective, his contract, if he's not an all-star level player, is a problem.
1: Do you think the Vikings trade Kirk Cousins?
5: I just don't know where they would trade him. Like, where does he go, right? I mean, the Niners don't need him. We know Kyle loves him. A lot of the McVeigh guys. You don't think the Niners need him? No. I there's Can they win a
1: super can they win a Super Bowl as they stand at quarterback?
5: I don't think I, I think Kyle Shanahan views Brock Purdy as his new Kirk Cousins and when you factor in the money, he ain't benching Brock Purdy to trade a draft pick. It's not like they would give him away. Right. So I I would be stunned. I guess you could never say never. Um I also think he kinda likes Sam Darnold too. So I, I, I think, I think he
1: likes I, Sam Darnold a lot.
5: Element. Yeah. I, I think there's they'd be more likely if some team was out of it and there was – again, I'm not saying this guy would be traded. Like, if Tristan Worf was available or, you know, some Aaron Donald-level guy because they have a bunch of cap room, they would do something like that before they traded for Kirk Cousins. Listen, Kirk Cousins is fine, but I, I don't think – I would take Brock Purdy over him right now, especially when you factor in the money. So, I, that's not an option. The Jets – you know what the Jets' problem is? is? The 49ers last year mentally had checked out from Trey Lance. Like they just, the training camp was rough. They, it was not going well before he got injured. So what did they do this offseason? They brought in reinforcements, and they already knew that more than likely he wasn't going to beat out Sam Darnold, and they just moved on from the problem. The Jets were so emotionally tied still to Zach Wilson, and the thing at quarterback, like if I draft a defensive lineman and, he, and I miss, he can rotate in.
1: So I don't right. have the point. You can still at quarterback. You still play him quarterback. That you need to play or not play. Yeah, and, and, you and, hide happens, him. Killy and you can't hide him. You can't hide him. He plays every snap. Yeah. yeah, and the line is bad, so it's not like you can run the football and hide him. You can't hide him. The, the line's no, bad, and he's worse. Yeah. It's a disaster.
5: So, but that the money and Rogers kind of the elephant in the room. He's coming back. So, are they? They have to give up the second round pick for Rogers. So would they trade other uh, third and fourth round picks? I, I don't know. I I don't know if I don't see a spot where he. A lot of young quarterbacks around the league. Maybe Atlanta, but knows? Like, Atlanta loses this week, and all of a sudden, you look up, they're like 1-3. and three.
1: Last thing, Chargers go for it on fourth and less than the yard at their own 24. Uh, people I've talked to, the Chargers, were all on board with it. All of them. Even afterwards. Um, is this a universally thought decision, agreed with decision, in football now? Well, I mean, you and I probably, I feel like hearing all these people talk
5: about this, Brandon Staley has been doing this from day one. I, the least surprising thing watching that game was him going for it in that spot. He always does. He has pretty consistently – remember back to the Raider game, Sunday night football, to get in the playoffs. He will go for it in that spot because he knows people above him are cool with it. My issue with him is why is the defense so terrible? Why are guys wide open constantly? Why are there huge you know, lanes for running backs to just walk eight yards it's, of course, you've got to go for it, and people—that was the reason I've been out on Brandon Staley from year one. It's that. Now, that's an organizational philosophy. That's crazy. I mean, but that is their philosophy. And I—were you shocked when he did it? Because I was not. He, he, I, I was—I
1: was surprised. And then I—I I texted a couple people on when they're on the plane on the way home. They're like, all of them were like, seventy-five percent conversion rate. We're good with it. I was like, what about the play, the play call sucked? You know, like, why? What about you, your lack
5: of run game? What about your situation? I mean, if it, I was, right, you had 31 as, yards rushing and
1: you're going to, you're going to basically run a fullback dive, like, or we give it to Justin Herbert, who's got Parham, who's got, you know, all these other weapons. Okay. What, uh, how much does losing Mike Williams hurt him? I mean, that's crushing, but
5: he's been banged up throughout Herbert's career. Uh, I, I think the problem is Herbert's just been wiped out. I mean, for them not to be like a power right now has to feel pretty disappointing. Right? I mean, this kid gets better every year. What else do you want the guy to do? I, I just I, I think that there are a lot of teams. I mean, you look at like the 49ers, like they got Brock Purdy, and they're kicking everyone's butt. And we look, we got Justin Herbert, who's probably the most talented quarterback potentially we've ever had in our franchise. And it, it's going to be tough for us to get to eight wins. I think it's a macro, big picture issue with the Chargers when you have the star young quarterback who is everything you want from a character standpoint, work ethic standpoint, and from a production standpoint. So, what are you going to do? Just go this season, probably go seven, eight wins, nine wins, miss the playoffs, then fire them? And it's just what a wasted year.
1: Uh, I don't, that's I don't feels, know. That's what it feels like is inevitable. I, I don't know. I still, they had the Bears in the schedule. I think the division has, you know, has at least Division's four. terrible division, division has bad. at least four wins on it. I think they make the playoffs, but, yeah, not, not if they can't stop somebody. Well,
5: their, their margin for error is pretty slim, right? It, I mean, they it, can't. It,
1: it, it is. John Minokoff, NFL analyst, host of 3Now Podcast. John, thanks so much. Better, Doug.
5: Be sure to catch the live edition of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific.
1: Game Time is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Progressive makes bundling easy and affordable. Get a multi-policy discount by combining your motorcycle, RV, boat, ATV, and more. All your protection. Just one place. Bundle and save. Progressive.com. Let's get to a game.
4: Game time!
1: This is Game Time. It's
4: Game Time.
1: On the Doug Gottlieb Show. Monsi Bolaños, what's the game today?
7: Well, once again, this is Monsey doing her sensational Isaac Lawncron impersonation. I I and I will I, tell I, you this. Today's game is as easy as one, two, four.
1: I mean three. Rank them. Got it. There. Rank them.
7: We'll rank the top three teams. Well, I'm, we're, we're not going to rank them. You're going to rank them. Rank the top three teams in the American
1: Football Conference. The American Football Conference. As of right now, you have to put the Dolphins at one, right? Yeah. Got to put the Dolphins at one. Um outside of that, I mean we were we just fell all over about ourselves about this about this conference and you know there have been some disappointing outputs. Mm-hmm. Um I'm gonna put the Chiefs at two and Bills at three. Okay, fair so enough. So Bills, Chiefs, Dolphins.
7: Followed up with the same thing from the NFC. From the
1: National Football conference. Right there. Uh, I will put the Niners at one, the yeah. Eagles at two, and at three, Yeah, I will st- still have the Dallas Cowboys. Okay.
7: All right. I don't want to get you in trouble with certain sections of people out there, sure. but I kind of do. I want you to rank to cap this off. I want you to rank the top three most annoying fan bases in sports. Take it in whatever direction you want. Pro, college, anything.
1: Mm, most annoying fan bases in sports. Um. Okay. I think I know one. <sighs>
7: Unfortunately, there's a lot to choose from, isn't there's there? There's a lot, yeah.
1: to yeah. Lots, lot to choose from, yeah. A lot to choose from. Um, number three is going to be Laker fans.
7: Fair, fair.
1: Laker fans. Number two is going to be uh, Jets fans. And number one is the Red Sox fans.
7: All right, I'm going to go check your mentions.
1: Any more? No, that's it. That's game, huh? Game time. This is game time
5: on the Doug Gottlieb Show.
1: It's Doug Gottlieb Show here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming up next, live from the Tyrac.com studios, is Jalen Hurts' slow start a bad thing? Get to that next.
0: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast... podcast.